Welcome back to the Pioneer Progressive, the show that keeps your packaging progressing. Today, we're going to take a little bit of a break from talking about the packaging industry specifically. We're going to get into the holiday season and we're going to talk about how businesses and brands can give back and should give back while supporting their community. Today, our special guest is Jan Turhun from Matthews Crossings Food Bank. Now, Matthews Crossings is a nonprofit organization right in our own backyard of Chandler, Arizona. Their mission is to provide food and other basic necessities to their neighbors in need as they work to unite our community in the fight against hunger. So, without further ado, let me introduce to you Jan Turhun with Matthews Crossings Food Bank. Let's get into it. I would assume this is probably your busiest time of the year. This is the holiday season that follows this time in 2020. So we didn't know what to expect, but things are looking up, especially in the um, food drive category. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Hopefully it makes up Last for the craziness. Year, yeah. Well, you guys are actually part of that craziness because we don't have any place to store all that food. And, and Mark's been so generous, so couldn't do it without you. We are very happy to hear that. That is hope in action. The truth of the matter is all that food is at no cost. And when you don't have a facility, mm-hmm. you're sitting on that fence trying to decide, do I say no to this because I don't have space or do I just get innovative and figure it out? And certainly that's where you guys stepped up. So We'd like to start encouraging other businesses to understand the importance of supporting their communities and helping them discover different ways that they can do it. We personally have enjoyed working with you guys, and I just kind of like to share what you guys do and how you help support the community and using ourselves as an example, just different ways that other businesses can support their communities as well. I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. (laughs) Maybe just in your own words, tell us a little bit about Matthew's Crossing and just your role in it. Well, uh, Matthew's Crossing Food Bank actually started in a church kitchen in 2001. Mm -hmm. And in 2005, the pastor then, Father John, recognized it was beyond the scope of what the church could manage. And fortunately, they sought out our 501c3, which makes us an independent nonprofit. The years since, those days at the kitchen where they were distributing one and two cans of beans, maybe. Mm-hmm. Now clients can come to us and get hunger relief in any of the 10 programs that we administer. Our mainstay is emergency food boxes, which are available what used to be once a month, but it's once a week now during the pandemic since so it hasn't subsided. We also distribute holiday food boxes over 700 at Thanksgiving, and that actually is the largest distribution during that holiday in the East Valley. We also have seen senior food boxes, and when pandemic started, we noticed that seniors weren't coming to us, and nor should they have because of the health risk involved, and so we started senior delivery who are essentially shut in. The senior food boxes, was that something you guys had prior to this pandemic? We did senior food boxes on a very low scale. It's a partnership with United Food Bank. Okay. The food comes from the feds, if you will, from the <laughs> Department of Economic Security. And we distribute somewhere between 35 and 40 boxes a month. Very the nice. pandemic, however, the demand exploded for a number of folks who were in need. 
And we recognized that early and then launched the senior food. Demand on that varies. Seniors are very humbling. And many of us, if given the opportunity not to take a handout, would do that. So the number fluctuates, but we could probably, if we had the capacity, distribute anywhere from 100 to 300 seniors a month. So right now, it's strictly volunteer. We have opportunities for folks to deliver those food boxes to our seniors, and we do that once a month. And I got to say, the uh, food box that we're talking about here are 40 and 50 pounds worth of food and anywhere from four to six grocery bags that you and I know of. Um, So it's very plentiful. That's amazing. I can completely imagine how that increased over this COVID thing. And it's great that they have that safety knowing that they're not putting themselves at risk, but still being able to get what they need. So that's awesome. Absolutely. And that was really tough for us in the beginning because we're used to a delivery model where people come to us. Well, that's not always going to be the ideal delivery model. And in fact, you and I are blessed with Grubhub and DoorDash and (laughs) Uber Eats and those things. And these neighbors in need don't have those opportunities. So I believe the pandemic really did change the way people, and I'm doing air quotes, move. Many are cautious. They don't grocery shop. They do that online and pick it up in the parking lot or have them delivered to their home. Getting to seniors really just made sense, but also for the community. It was one less person who was at threat or threat need um, during those uncertain times. Which overall helps the seniors, but also just helps stop the spread of that virus in in any way that we possibly can. Right. So it's community health, if you will. Right. Yeah. So, and now we do have some real exciting hunger relief programs for students in the East Valley, and those come by way of weekend backpacks, on-campus food closets. We do summer snack packs, and we just launched through a pilot with Arizona State University our mobile marketplace pop-up. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, pretty exciting. So does that pop-up show up to schools at different times? Well, first of all, weekend backpacks and on-campus food clauses are picked up from us. Either the school liaison, a school representative, a school cheerleader, if you will, uh, picks up from us and then goes back and distributes. We do some delivery where there's a school that needs more than 100 backpacks. Not very many personal vehicles can hold that kind of right. quantity. Let's see, we're right around 1,000 weekend backpacks a week and between 25 and 30 on-campus food closets. Wow. That's yeah, it's that's phenomenal. Awesome. Having a kid myself, this hunger relief program is, is very close to my heart. Even thinking about the potential of her not having enough to eat or going to bed hungry just is heartbreaking. Right. I came to Matthews Crossing after working in Washington, D.C. on the Hill mm-hmm. and primarily advocating for young children. When I learned that one in four children in Arizona don't know where their next meal comes from, I honestly internally scream about how criminal that is. Yeah. More children go hungry than seniors, than you or I. And the data at our food bank at the time we launched these student hunger relief programs, 40% of our clients were children. And now we go to over 85 schools. That's on the rise. I think that by the time the second semester starts here in January, mm-hmm. we'll probably be distributing over 1,500 backpacks a week. Wow. Demand is really high right now. 
Yeah, it's, it's amazing that you guys are being able to, that's a lot of distribution, so that's very much exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I got to tell you, we have five full-time staff, okay. which is about nine of us, and we do a portion of the work on a weekly basis, probably 80 to 100 volunteers make it happen. Wow. And it could be stuffing a backpack, taking backpack to a school, it could be helping with, I don't know, window cleaning, mm-hmm. um, it ranges they're all opportunities, and they're opportunities to give back, but what we try mostly to do is say, what it is you want to do, and we'll find out what it is that needs doing, and that's kind of how it goes down. That's amazing. That's a lot of volunteer work. That's beautiful to see that that high of a percentage is people just volunteering to help make this happen. Is it a pretty easy process for people to start from being curious about it to actually getting in there and doing the work? Yeah. Our website is www.matthewscrossing.org, and there's two buttons on that main page. You can either give help or get help. And on the give help button, it'll take you to either food drives or volunteering. Okay. Um, That's where it starts. And then within 24 hours, our food drive coordinator gets in touch with those folks and about a 48-hour turnaround for those who are interested in volunteering. And we do have group volunteers opportunities. Okay. It's not unusual for Intel or Stunt or on semiconductors to say, I have folks interested in a team building activity. Can we send them over to you? And we try to accommodate that too. That's awesome. That's a great way for businesses to work together as a team and yet do something beautiful for their communities. Yeah. We've even had brownie troops come in <laughs> to do it. It's just charming. We even have a testimony on video of four or five-year-olds talking about giving back. <laughs> it's wicked. It's cool. Four and five-year-olds. That's, that's so awesome. So that's the Hunger Relief Program and the Senior Program. Tell me a little about the Emergency Food Box Program. Is that like how you guys started, basically? Yeah. Absolutely. It is our mainstay. Prior to 2015, it was the only service we offered. It's most helpful to families. Okay. Because what you get from our food bank depends on the size of your family. So a family of four or fewer get X, and then that changes as there are more family members in your home. But I'll tell you, we have four sources of food. The first, which is about 45,000 pounds of food, is from the Emergency Food Assistance Program through the Department of Economic Security. And we turn that 45,000 pounds of food over in a month time, sometimes quicker. And that is the mainstay of an emergency food box. It's got a fruit, a vegetable, a meat, a pasta, pasta sauce, and some other extras more focused on protein and filling your belly than anything else. The other source, I already mentioned uh, food drive, that's the second source. Mm -hmm. And we have amazing relationships with about 20 to 28 grocery stores in our area who have food rescue programs. And instead of throwing their food away, we pick it up. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Yeah. And that happens to be our largest source of perishable food. Wow. It's great that you have these stores partnering with you guys to make sure that nothing goes to waste. It's cool. It's very cool. Yeah. I just love seeing businesses and people in general in our communities coming together to help others. And one of the things I noticed moving to Arizona is that people out here are just, they love people, they love life, and they're just so giving of their time. That's yeah. an awesome thing. It is. You know, it's giving of your time 
Thanksgiving of food. You can do a food drive, or you can volunteer and drive to a school, help register clients. You can pack emergency food boxes. And, of course, the other sorts of giving is financial contributions. Right. So there's so many different options that make it just very easy for anyone to find the right fit for them in the right time. Absolutely. Very cool. So out of those three main programs, which one do you think is your most successful? You know, I've been pondering that. Of course, they're all successful. What we get excited about at Matthews Crossing is being innovative. Right. So that's why over the years we've added all these other hunger relief programs. I think I'm most excited about the two newest, and that's the senior doorstep delivery, mm-hmm. mostly because of its ability to keep seniors and our community safe. Right. And our most recently launched mobile marketplace, which we piloted with ASU, and that includes perishable foods. Many mobile marketplaces are primarily non-perishable, and we make every effort to include perishable foods and to make available and distribute food that appeal, if you will, to diverse individuals. Not all of us like to eat ham kind of thing, and we try to be sensitive to that. There's a national data statistic that says over 38% of college students are hunger insecure, particularly in our areas, a certain percentage of those students who are considered homeless. That is criminal. I also think that a college student who's trying to make their life better for themselves and their families Mm -hmm. are still struggling with the basics. When we started that program, our distributions were to about 50 students, and I know the lines are well over 300 these days. So That's awesome. It's an amazing program. It really is true when you think about college students who are genuinely doing everything they can to have a better life for themselves and for their family and for their future family. You know, we need to be helping support them and helping them fulfill those big dreams or just basic dreams of having a job and a family. We need to, we need to be there for them. Absolutely. If I had to dream, <laughs> I would, I'm hoping someday somebody somewhere has a building they want to give us. We're at 5,300 square feet and we could use, as you know, probably twice that if not more because Pioneer Packaging has on any given day up to 30 pallets of food stored for us. We're busting at the seams and have been doing so since 2015. And it just shows the exponential growth and demand for hunger relief. So heading into 2022, do you see any big areas of opportunity or do you have any plans on stuff you'd like to accomplish in this coming year? Yeah. Our strategic imperatives are do better at what you do, Mm -hmm. find out what it is you're not doing and get good at that, right? Right. So what 2022 holds is doing a better job with our senior delivery system and our mobile marketplace. I'm going to plant the seed, and this is a big risk, but (laughs) some of the biggest organizations that provide hunger relief have opportunities to build community gardens. And if I had a dream come true other than somebody giving us a building (laughs) to do our business out of, it would be starting that kind of fever. You could have a small garden in your backyard and give Matthews Crossing a phone call and we say, hey, we're going to ASU this next weekend. We'll use your garden harvest, if you will, for our college students. Yeah, that's something, you know, anyone with a backyard can really start doing. Right. 
So, I mean, I know we talked about some of the areas that, uh, I mean, we talked about so many different areas that people can can volunteer. Um, but if someone was to come up to you and say, I'm willing to volunteer anywhere, where is your most urgent need right now? What would be that answer as an individual and as a business? Well, our biggest need is for, we always need volunteer drivers, okay. especially with our school programs. Yeah. Um, if, if there's a pain point, it's that. The second pain point, which is one that we just learned to live with, and the reason we have such a wonderful relationship with Pioneer Packaging is we wake up some days and somebody says, I have four pallets of spaghetti, would you like them? And you don't say no to four pallets of spaghetti or anything else for that matter. Instead of saying no, you say, we'll figure it out. Right. And that really is how everything went down with with Pioneer Packaging, and it keeps going. You guys keep on giving and giving. Then we get a call that says, we have 17 pallets. And I can remember Mark saying, why are you guys even trying to figure this out? This is what we do. This is We do it well. We do have a box truck, but yes. it only takes six pallets of food and one guy. And Pioneer Packaging showed up with a semi, got all 17 <laughs> pallets and put it on their floor. So... Especially with Mark, he's such a great guy. It's it's a no-brainer to him when it comes to doing that sort of stuff. It's just not even a bit of hesitancy. He has the same mindset as you. Is you know he'd never say no or pass up an opportunity. It's like, hey, we'll make it work. I got to tell you how that went down, just for your edification. <laughs> so our food bank was founded by St. Matthew's Church, which is literally around the corner from where our physical food bank resides. Okay. And we also have many places of faith that are really loyal to us. I can name dozens of them right off the top of my head. Right. And one of them is Holy Trinity Lutheran Church. And, of course, Matthew's Crossing is a nonprofit 501c, and we're governed by a board of directors. So I learned of that four pallets of free food, and I just sent an SOL to our board members. Mm-hmm. Within, I'd say, two hours, I had calls from eight of the ten board members saying, well, I have this on the line, this on the line. And so we started pursuing the possibility of storing pallets at Holy Trinity because they have the music room that wasn't being used for the foreseeable future. And they said, sure, you can do this. Well, we calculated it would take four trips and two guys, et cetera, et cetera. And I guess that Mark is a member of that parish. And he mm-hmm. said, whoa, 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 whoa. That doesn't even make sense. I have a packaging company. I have a warehouse. We have semis. We have large vehicles. We can do in an hour what would take them a week. And then that's how that wonderful relationship began. That is so cool to hear. I mean, I didn't know that full story. That's awesome. I know. You you (laughs) need to know that because it happens all the time. And then one time, the space we had from you Mm -hmm. was full. And he went down the street to another guy he knew that had a warehouse (laughs) to ask him on our behalf. And he was even going to use your vehicles to store it in their facility. But anyhow, I, I think it's a charming story. And you already knew what an exceptional individual Mark was. So yes. now you get to know more. <laughs> Absolutely. Is it fairly easy for companies who have those spaces in their warehouse to be able to just call you guys up and say, hey, I have additional space and get that going? Oh, absolutely. We make it easy on purpose. We're not (laughs) going to say no to food. We just try to be creative and innovative and say yes. 
Well, cool. So as far as looking at different companies out there, some of the biggest ways that they can help that you guys would be in need, at least for certain seasons of the year, are space, drivers, semis, and stuff like that. So those are pretty practical ways that they can get involved just simply doing stuff they might do on a normal day-to-day basis at their normal job. You know, I know that our little food bank that can and does (laughs) tries to be creative and the like, but I'll put money on the fact that there are people smarter than you and I (laughs) that work for a company that could give back in different ways. Yeah. And you guys are definitely innovating and this senior food boxes and the student hunger relief program is obviously a growing need and a growing concern. So it's great that you guys are adapting to that need. And our hopes with these podcasts is for people to learn more about you most definitely, but also to help companies how easy it is and a variety of different opportunities there are to support their communities. Right. You know, it's cliche, but if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And Certainly, that's how the partnership with Pioneer Packaging went down. Aside from obviously being able to help their community and satisfy a need, what are some of the other benefits you see for different businesses and brands partnering with your organization or just a nonprofit organization in general? I think one of the greatest services, other than what we've already mentioned, that employers offer employee gift matching, which is if I give $100 to Matthew's Crossing, submit the necessary paperwork at company XYZ, then company XYZ gives that same $100 to that same cause. So your gift of $100 becomes $200. And when that happens in any larger denomination, it's exponentially benefit to the cause, but also to the community because you're giving in a greater way than you could by yourself independently. So I think employee matching is a high impact and creative way of supporting both your employees and the community. The other thing I would say to you is we are blessed to live in a state where the legislature passed into law, and I'm not going to remember the year, <laughs> the Arizona Charitable Tax Giving Program, mm-hmm. which is a tax credit program. Right. If you have a tax obligation, say it's $400, you can give it to Matthew's Crossing, Arizona will give you that 400 back. So it's a win-win. I hate using that cliche, but it really is. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people didn't even think about that or didn't know it. You know, it doesn't have to be money. Even Pioneer Packaging, who's giving us enough space for 30 pallets on any one day, is saving us roughly uh, $100,000 because that was free food, not pay food. And they could be using that space for something else. So it has a cost and value there. There's so many different ways that people can get involved and how companies can get involved. And it really just makes it easy to find one that really just fits for you and your company or as individuals. We didn't talk about it, but on the website on how you can give help, you can also do a virtual food drive through a digital platform, whatever one you choose, just to deploy your friends and family. That's awesome. So how does the virtual food drive work? You create a group Mm -hmm. and your group gets information pushed to them about what the needs are for Matthew's Crossing. Mm -hmm. And we might say right now we really need peanut butter. And you can encourage your friends to click on your group's link to give cash to our organization. And then we can use it to buy 25 jars of peanut butter or two. They're both still valuable. That is so cool. With this day and age, that's just another easy way to meet people at where they've been used to in this pandemic, doing everything from their computers, and it's very convenient to a lot of people. 
All I got to say is make sure you go to MatthewsCrossing.org. We've got something for everybody. I can just hear the passion in your voice, Jan, and uh, it's, it's just been such a pleasure talking to you. Oh, thanks. Yep. Yeah. I have never enjoyed a job so much, and it's giving more back to me than I've given to it. Awesome. Thank you, Jan. All right. Thank you, Michael. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye. The Pioneer Progressive is a production of Pioneer Packaging Worldwide in Phoenix, Arizona. Be sure to visit us at pioneerphoenix.com. If you'd like to find out more about Matthew's Crossing and Food Bank and learn how you can help support their mission to provide food and other basic necessities to their neighbors in need, visit them at matthewscrossing.org. Thank you.